from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the fact that sex is supposed to be part of your marriage. You almost said that without laughing. Like it just kind of tickles your funny bone to even just hear that. It it does. Well, we're going to be talking about this because I want you guys to think about this quote that we're going to open up the show with. and, And that quote is, you didn't get married to be celibate. And that was from... I said that last week when I was reading an email, and I'm going to share with you the email where this quote came from. But before we do that, one of the highlights of the show for us each and every week is reading a hug from you, the audience, sharing how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted your marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriages. He zigs, she zags. Get your communication on the same path. This could be you. Remember how you felt when you first met your partner? How close you were, like you were soulmates? Now imagine having that same level of connection and intimacy for the life of your marriage. To become one of those couples that celebrates your 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary. How about your 7th and 5th? Absolutely. 3rd. While still being completely in love with each other. That's what He Zigs, She Zags brings to your marriage. Don't Don't just take our word for it. Here's what Chris had to say. He said, I got married seven months ago and as a newlywed, I can honestly say that there is no playbook or instruction manual to prepare you for this thing called marriage. He zigs, she zags has been our playbook when it comes to our communication. Just wanted to message you guys and say, thank you. You're making a difference in our marriage. And if you want to be like Chris, if you want to transform your marriage, no matter how young or how many years you've got under your belt, go to he zigs, she zags.com. And this is, from, uh, this is from a relatively new listener. She said, I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of weeks, and the word that comes to mind is wow. I've listened to most of your recent podcasts, and I've listened back through one of seven, almost halfway through. It's really inspired me to put my best foot forward in my marriage. My husband and I have been married for seven years, and we recently welcomed a son into our lives. Congratulations. The first years of our marriage were fun, date nights, spontaneous trips, and overall, things were going strong. Then I got pregnant and I was not so raring to go. So our physical intimacy took a huge downturn. Hmm. My poor and understanding husband suffered through quite a drought over the past year and a half. Pregnancy. And before I listened to the podcast, I can probably count the number of times we were intimate on both hands. Once my son arrived, we were both so sleep deprived that we went into survival mode. Mm -hmm. So remember that. Yeah. The only intimacy that stayed steady was our financial intimacy. But every other intimacy took a hit. We were like two ships passing the night, rotating sleep schedules so we could each get enough sleep to function through the day. Sex was non-existent. I had no desire to do anything, and honestly, sex felt like a chore. Mm. One exhausted day, I stumbled across your guest podcast on Parent Savers. Thank you, Parent Savers. Mm -hmm. And started listening to your podcast from there. Since then, our marriage has made a 180 from ships passing the night to two people on the love boat. We've scheduled monthly dates, weekly tech-free talk times, and sex once a week with us switching off who initiates every other week. Nice. I feel like we are taking strides towards the couple we once were, maybe even better and stronger. I am happier. My husband is obviously, in all capital letters, happier getting it on the regular. 
but even more so, it's making us better parents too. We're more willing to be flexible and think about each other's needs and less focused on our own. I just have been really moved to let you know that you guys have helped change our marriage for the better. God mm. bless you and your amazing ministry and helping marriages become strong. Wow. That was an awesome hug. Love you guys. And wow. What a transformation. Absolutely. So Absolutely. good. And you know, again, it, we love doing guest posts and guest interviews because it helps to share the one extraordinary message to bigger audiences and, and to touch people that we, that might not necessarily find us and to mm. see their lives transformed and, and, you know, I opened the show with the quote, you didn't get married to be celibate. And I will tell you, I literally uttered those words as I was reading this email um, that we got probably about a week or so ago. And it said, mm-hmm. um, I'm a newlywed. We've been married a little over a month. My wife was a virgin. And while we were engaged, she was worried about sex and whether she would be able to please me. She worried because I was not a virgin and she didn't think she could satisfy like the women before. Well, since we've been married, I've enjoyed our sex, and she says that she's satisfied knowing that she satisfies me. The drawback is that she's not as eager for sex as I am. She's even told me that she could do without it. Now it has me feeling inadequate. And the reason, am I the reason she couldn't care less about sex? Am I just not good at sex? Now I have doubts about myself and my ability to please my wife. Should I just rest in the fact that she's pleased by pleasing me? I don't just go to sex. I know a problem with foreplay. I don't know how I should feel about this. I've started to pray that she desires to have sex with me. Do you have any advice for me? Hmm. And as I was reading this, you know, Tony, I was reading emails in the car and Tony and I, you know, I talked about this and I, and I literally blurted those words. You didn't get married to, to be celibate. She did. And, and Tony's looking at me. He's like, what are you reading? And so, you know, I had to go back and explain, but before we actually get into the meat of the show, I want to say two things. Um, from the onset. This show, we're going to be talking obviously about not having sex in your marriage, but I want to say that if there is some, what we're not talking about is if there's some medical reason that you physically can't have sex and if sex is painful for you and there are both men and women for whom there are medical reasons why sex is painful. If that's the case, go seek medical help. Right. The second scenario is that if you've been sexually abused in the past go seek help. We're not talking about trauma from past sexual abuse in the show as a reason for why you can't have sex. So mm-hmm. I just want to say from the very get go, if either one of those two scenarios describes you, please go and get help. Right. Okay. And I also want to say is that we haven't had any other conversations with the particular um, husband that emailed us, but this email is indicative of a number of emails that we've received over the last month, month and a half mm-hmm. where we're hearing from spouses and the majority of them are men. I will say where we've been getting this type of email. And thank you, husbands, from from a husband, another husband. Thank you for opening up. I want to say that our husbands, you guys are coming out in force. And, and honestly, it is so awesome to get your emails. And I know most of them are, you know, you're, you're in a tough place. And yet what it shows me is that you're being willing to be vulnerable. You're willing to open up. You're willing to say, hey, this is what's really going on in my life. And through that, I truly believe God's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy. It's Mm-mm. not easy to be vulnerable. It's not easy to admit that your sex life is anything less than what Hollywood portrays. Right. right? And, I, and I've talked about how our sex life has never, or at times, was not great. So I get it when I get these emails. Absolutely. And, and you know, we've been in that 
minimal sex marriage. I mean, I don't know that we were actually ever as infrequent as the clinical definition of sexless, which is like 12 times a year. I don't know that we've gotten that low in number yet, but there were definitely seasons of our marriage that we were pretty close. Mm -hmm. And so I get this. I get exactly what's going on here and I get what's going on with this husband. And here's what I have to say first and foremost. You know, if you guys didn't want to have sex with your spouse, you probably shouldn't have gotten married. It's supposed to be one of those perks of marriage, right? Like you get to go to bed with this person that you chose above all other people and you get to have sex with them on a regular basis. Not once in a blue moon. I mean, that happens, what, like twice a year where you get to, you know two full moons in a month? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what we're talking about. And I will tell you, as a wife who has put herself, put her husband through rejection and rejection and rejection, ladies and guys, if that's you doing that to your spouse, I will tell you they have a finite capacity to be able to tolerate the rejection I mean, this guy's been married a month and he's already questioning his entire self, not just about whether he can satisfy his wife, but about whether he is even capable of, you know, being sexually intimate with her in a way that brings pleasure to her. Yeah. And last week, you know, we talked about words of encouragement. Here's a, you know, here's a great example of words that can really bring down your spouse. And I, I, w- I want to speak to the wives here because truly you, you have power in those words. And when it comes to the sexual part of your marriage, you have power. And so I think the biggest thing that I hear here is let's, let's be truthful. Like what, what is the, what, what's the root issue of why sex isn't pleasing to you because I feel like, Hey, there's just sort of a, a big brushstroke. Mm-hmm. It's not pleasing. Well, what does that mean? I want to get, I want to dive down deep into this because if it's something that it's a physical hurt, I need to know that. Mm-hmm. Is it that you were told that sex is bad? Sex is wrong for so long and we get this. I mean, we, we battled this this mantra in our own marriage. And was was that what you were told since you were a little girl? That it's bad, it's dirty, it's gross. And now you're supposed to just flip a switch and supposed to say it's awesome? Most likely it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, Elisa and I have been married almost 19 years. I will say sex was decent. Not that great the first 11 years. Years 11 to, I would say, 14, we started getting in our groove. So hear me out again. Year 1 through 11, not so great. I mean, good, and yet, eh. 11 to 14, we finally started getting into our groove. Hopefully you guys are listening to us. So it's not going to take you that long. You know, you're going you're gonna to like speed this whole thing up by years. Decades, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> take off a decade. 14, 15 to where we are today, it's complete transformation. It is nothing like what it was 
way back when. We had sex the other night. It was just, it was so amazing. It was one of those times when the kids were gone. We could be vocal again. You know, we, we, tend to, we tend to shut down a little bit, even with our ecotones, which I just love our ecotones. And if you don't know what the ecotones is, check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash ecotones. Love this little machine. But on this particular day, we were able to be vocal. We were able to get, really get into each other and really enjoy each other. We're going on 19 years of marriage. We, we, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you talk to a lot of people and it's like the honeymoon is the best and then it's just kind of a downhill slide from there. I tell people all the time, you know, our sex life, the longer we're married, the better it is. But I, I want to go back to this idea of not having sex in marriage. You know, you brought up the words of encouragement and I will tell you men and women, when you tell your spouse, I could take or leave sex with you, that's about as deflating a statement as you can make. Because what they hear is, you're not important to me. I don't value you. I don't want to connect with you. I don't want to be intimate with you. Okay, and, and here's what happens. When your needs aren't being met inside your marriage, you're going to wonder why you're married in the first place and you're going to start thinking about how to get out of it. You're going to get resentful and you're going to withdraw. And you're like when those eyes start to wander, I don't know, maybe to pornography or erotica or an emotional or a physical affair, you're not going to think twice because you feel disconnected from your spouse. Mm. And that's a hard place to be because it's not healthy, right? You didn't, you didn't get married to be in a relationship that was going to be filled with anger and frustration and sadness and disappointment and withdrawal and loneliness. But that's what happens when, when sex isn't a part of your marriage. And how do I know this? Because that 11 years that Tony was talking about, the meh years, they were filled with all of this. Guys, I, I went into marriage and I will tell you, I had those negative tapes playing in my head. And could I take or leave sex? Yes. Another component of that in the early years of our marriage was Tony's pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. Right, so we had we had pornography addiction. We had negative tapes playing in my head. We had in that first eleven years, we also lost a child, so there was depression and anger and just these out of control emotions that were in there. There were a lot of things that were playing against our sex life, and there were times when I was basically like, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, and I think you told me that. Well, there's a reason that episode two or three is called the McDonald's theory. Mm-hmm. You know, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I was like, you know, basically forget you. I'm not having sex with you over and over and over and over again. And when I look back on those 11 years and I look back on my role in us having a pretty crappy sex life, it's pretty substantial. You know, I can't blame it all on Tony's pornography addiction. Mm. I can't. I had a role in that. I, I gave my husband messages that said, you're not important to me. I told him over and over again, I could take it or leave it. But we didn't get on this show tonight, today, whenever we're recording this, to tell you that it's all doom and gloom, right? We never come to you guys with a show that is all just so heavy that you're like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm stuck and I'm sinking. Because the truth is, just like Tony shared with you a few minutes ago, 
our sex life going into our 19th year is better than it has ever been. Okay, let me repeat that in case you didn't hear it. At 19 years, it'll be 19 years in what, like a month and a half? Ooh, we're like six weeks away. Yeah. Anyway, sex is better now than it has been at any other time in our marriage. And I'm going to just say, hey, there are still times when we do quickies. There are still times when, you know, hey, it's not this big glorious thing. (laughs) You know, there's there are times when there's a lot of foreplay and I feel like, you know, ejaculation came way too quick. You know, there's still things that happen. You know, I'm not going to sit here behind this microphone and tell you, oh, gosh, it's just wonderful every single time. And no, I mean, we still have our struggles. And yet, hey, even when we're struggling or it's just like, oh, shoot, you know, this or that, I would still give it an A plus. I'm still going to give it an A plus because it is us wholly and fully being present in that moment, knowing that we're both here wanting to please one another. And that's that's a big part of it. I mean, if you're willing to study your spouse and if you two are both willing to do this, you can learn how to please each other. Mm-hmm. Right? But part of it is learning. Like, that's a huge component about that. You have to learn and you have to explore each other's bodies. We aren't automatically like the day that, you know, we slip a ring on each other's fingers. You aren't automatically like programmed to know everything that works for your spouse. Yeah. I say we hit that first point because I think that's going to really start opening up. Well, sure. How we start looking at this. Well, and this is a big thing that we've done in our own marriage. Right. Because the first 11-ish years, we never really talked about our sex life. Except for every once in a while, you'd be like, "Uh, I want to have sex. Was- I would say for us, the the sex the the time when we were talking about sex was mainly in the bedroom, and Wait. so when we got the talking about sex outside of the bedroom, like having actual conversations about it instead of just sort of going, "Hey, we're going to have sex," and now we're in this bedroom and what do we talk about and let's just get this thing done with that's when things begin to really change so the first step is to have a state of our marriage conversation and you know really to kind of break down what's going on with your sex life what are your expectations what Mm -hmm. are you know my expectations and for those of you i mean we've mentioned state of our marriage probably on and off for the last five and a half years and if you haven't heard us talk about it the he zig she zags program that I mentioned at the top of the show actually has a module dedicated entirely to having a state of our marriage conversation. Because here's the thing you, if you want to have a better sex life, you actually have to talk about what's going on in your sex life. It's not going to get better through wishful thinking. It's not going to get better leaving that one particular book or magazine article or whatever on the coffee table and just hoping that your spouse happens to pick it up while they're, you know, in the bathroom or on their nightstand or wherever. That's not going to, you actually have to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? And right. you have to get some of this stuff out, like expectations. Expectations are a huge one to talk about because, it, you know, in our case, Tony's the high desire spouse. So if he wants to have sex, you know, seven times a week and I'm the low desire spouse, which I am, and I want to have sex like once a week, we got to figure out where we're going to meet in the middle 
so that we're both satisfied. Right. And doing that outside of the bedroom. Oh, please do it outside the bedroom. And because there, there's so much buildup once you're in the bedroom. You know, there's all this expectation that is put around you and that's wrapped around what sexes should be. And because you've seen it or you've talked to friends or what have you, or you've seen movies and all this, that there's a lot of expectation in there. And so when you take this conversation at a time when you both have 10, 15 minutes to just talk about it without there really being any expectation that we are going to go have sex you'd be surprised at how much you learn about your spouse and they get to learn about you. The key is, the key is we have to take off our masks, right? Just like I think with this, with this emailer who sent in with the wife, what, what part of that is, isn't pleasing. I mean, I would be like, Hey honey, take off your masks. Mm -hmm. Be real with me. Drop all the, the shame and the guilt and of what it is. Take off those masks. Talk to me. Tell me what part of it isn't pleasing. Right. Right. Because it, it's then that I have knowledge. I have understanding. I can say, oh, okay. I get you. That position doesn't feel good to you. You know, we've tried this position or this is the only way we've had sex. And it doesn't feel good. Okay, that is huge. And, and just by taking off your mask and just saying, honey, that doesn't work, can open up doors that allow you to walk through and then go, how about if we try it this way instead? And that's part of that state of our marriage conversation. You know, you, you, that's that. Okay, honey, next time we do, instead of just, you know, missionary style, because it, you know, the way I'm laying on you or something, it doesn't feel, we'll go from behind. Mm -hmm. We'll go from the side. We'll try something different. Well, and part of that is, you know, having an openness to explore. Right. Right. You know, you don't know what works until you know what works. Right. So you've got to be willing, both of you. I mean, one of the things, and I know I said this on a, a previous show where, you know, your spouse is, is like their gift that you get to continuously open, right? And, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, you've watched kids get presents at Christmas time, right? And when they open it or, you know, if it's a dollhouse or a Lego box and, you know, they open it and everything is just kind of like, <gasps> you know, and, and every little nuance, they're like, <gasps> look at that. And the, the, just the intake and the, the excitement that they have. Guess what? You've got a real life, you know, Christmas toy that you get to unwrap all the time. And they've got all kinds of nooks and crannies that you can go <gasps> about. But you got, you, one, you've got to give yourself permission to explore yourself. And two, you've got to have permission to explore them. Right? It's both of that because some of us grew up with those messages that we weren't supposed to touch our bodies and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of body shaming going on. And the reality is that your body is beautiful, mm -hmm. yep. right? And, and touch it, feel it, explore it, find out what works, and then teach your spouse what that is. Right. The next thing I want to share with you is um, a few years ago when Tony and I were talking about sex, we had put together 19 questions to amazing sex, mm -hmm. right? And this covers everything. I mean, it, it goes from like the really conservative to the really kind of, you know, non-conservative yeah you're, you're you're pushing those limits you're is, pushing the limits is this okay and the reason we put those in there folks is because elisa and i 
aren't here to determine what your sex life is like. Right. That's not our job. That that you it's between you, your spouse, and God. Hey, I'm not here to judge you and don't judge me. Right. What Elisa and I do behind our door in our bedroom, it's between us and God. And if we're cool with it, then we're cool with it. If you guys are cool, and so with this 19 questions to amazing sex with your spouse, we push the, that limit on you know because we want you to think about it. Is it something you do or not do? And right. if that's that's up to you guys, and I'll have the, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. Um, the other part, and we've talked a lot about it on the show tonight already, is the idea of you got to rewrite those messages from childhood. Right, the ones that say, you know, people don't do that. Good girls, you know, good girls wouldn't do that. You're just supposed to have sex to make babies. Um, you know, don't enjoy sex. Just please your husband. I mean, there are so many different kinds of messages out there, and you've got to take those thoughts hostage. Right, you've got to bring in positive thoughts about sex and your marriage. Right, and. and you know, one of the things when you're doing these positive thoughts, when you're working on positive affirmations is that they need to be in the present tense. They need to be positive. They need to be emotion driven because you want, what you tell your brain, your body actually goes out and seeks actions that affirm that. And so if you start telling yourself, you know what, I enjoy sex. Okay, you're going to start finding ways to enjoy sex. If you say my wife is pleasing to me, my wife pleases me. My husband pleases me. Guess what? You're going to start finding ways to make that happen. And, and I do want to say, for those that do have medical conditions, this this is the same for you guys. Mm-hmm. It, it, it truly is. Because you can find other ways to please each other that fit within the, the realm of possibility. Again... You need to know what it is. You need to let your spouse know and vice versa. What are you okay with? Maybe you can't do penetration, but hey, you're okay. The two of you are okay having the wife jack off the husband. Mm-hmm. If that's okay to you guys, again, it's between you guys. Right. If that is fulfilling, if that brings you guys closer together in your sexual intimacy, I'm going to tell you, don't worry about what anybody else is going to say, think. It's none of their business. Y- you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I too often get emails from folks that go, well, we can only do this. Well, my response is, is it pleasing to you both? And if it is, then keep going with it. Well, and, and just piggybacking on that with what I was just saying about you know rewriting the messages and things like that. Instead of saying we can only... Say we are fortunate to be able to do mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. True, because that's where you're at. That's where you're at. So two last things here, because I know we're, we're coming up on time. Tony's flashing me the time signal. Um, number five, you got to get the intimacy lifestyle. You've got to start figuring out a schedule that works for the two of you. And if you haven't heard our show on scheduling sex, you need to go to episode 140. Mm-hmm. Because we one extraordinary marriage.com slash scheduling sex. Can we do a link in the show notes? Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll make it easy. Just come to the show notes. We'll have the link to the intimacy lifestyle. Because here's the thing we schedule all of the things that are important in our lives, and sex should be one of those things. But if you don't know how to bring this up and have a conversation with your spouse, we spend 30 minutes talking about this, breaking it down, and giving you guys the guidelines on how to do that. And just like 
we got from the hug. Right. Look what look what they started doing. Oh my doing. gosh! I mean, you, they're you, like you, rock you know, stars. Right. They they changed from nothing to one time a week. Each each individual is is Alternate. initiating, mm-hmm. and and look what happened. You know. Listen to Scheduling Sex, episode 140. Elisa and I go really deep into what we do, and you can learn more about how we've done this for, gosh, I think we're going on seven years now, folks. Seven years of of scheduling sex, and it has honestly transformed our sexual intimacy. And the last thing I'm going to say is to choose to love and Mm -hmm. make love. Mm-hmm. So good. Right? I mean, it's not just enough to say I love you in a marriage if you're not willing to make love to your spouse. Right? So choose this week to not just love, but to make love. Yeah. So, you know, sex, gosh, it's beautiful. It truly is beautiful. And it is our desire that as you listen to this show, that something is sparked in you. Something is, there's a spark that happens and is happening where you go, you know what? I haven't given this a full 100% with my spouse. And it's time for us to really just go 100, 100, each of you in it 100% to look at your sex life, to enjoy it, to figure it out, to get rid of the shame, the guilt, to be vulnerable, to take off the masks and be real with each other. And when you do, sex is going to be a big part of your marriage and it's going to be a rewarding part of your marriage. It's not going to be the only thing because as we've talked about before, there are many other intimacies that go a part of your marriage, but you are going to be filled. Both of you are going to be filled and enjoying your time together. We love you guys. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week. And if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to send in your hug, you send that to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com and we'll get you here on an upcoming show. We love you guys. Have a great week.